Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My dear brothers and sisters in the one true faith, can you imagine growing up in war? What seems to be something that only takes place in our imagination is the reality for so many. And as with most atrocities, the children suffer the most. On December 24th, 1979, the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. Millions of people were forced to flee from their homes, crossing the border into Pakistan. They weren't citizens of Pakistan, but they were no longer citizens of Afghanistan. They clumped together in large groups of people, foreigners without a true home. Some five years after the Soviets invaded Afghanistan, National Geographic commissioned Steve McCurry to go and take photos of the border of Afghanistan and Pakistan. McCurry certainly captured the horrors of war, but one of his photos stood out among all the rest. McCurry one day had wandered into a makeshift girls' school when he saw something. He saw bright green eyes of one of the girls, bright green eyes that stood out amongst a sea of brown-eyed survivors. And if eyes could talk, well, these eyes would tell a haunting tale. McCurry never got the name of the girl, but the Afghan girl is one of the most famous and well-known covers of National Geographic of all time. This girl, she'd experienced horrors. She really had no confidence that she'd ever get to go home. Today, in our reading from Hebrews 11, we hear about Abraham, a sojourning, a sojourning wanderer who God had called to leave his homeland. Abraham trusted God's call and, and followed, never again to make a permanent dwelling. In Abraham, we see confidence, trust in God to provide, trust in God to do what God had promised. This is our confidence as well. We go out confident by faith, trusting in the promises of our Lord. When you hear the story of Abraham in Hebrews, it just seems so perfect. Abraham receives a call from God, and then Abraham and Sarah, they trust God's word, and God keeps his promise. The writer of the Hebrews is able to summarize the entire story in just a few sentences. But then you read the book of Genesis. In our reading, the first lesson for today, we see Abraham's faith. God tells Abraham to look up at the stars. That's how numerous Abraham's offspring will be. And we hear in verse 6, Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. But then we read the next chapter, Genesis 16. Abraham, at the encouragement of Sarah, sleeps with Hagar to try and produce an offspring on his own. Confidence? Really? Confidence in God? Abraham lives by faith? 
Genesis 18 comes along and we see God once again promising Abraham an offspring, this time with Sarah listening from her tent. Sarah laughs at the promise of God and the Lord rebukes her for her laughter. But then we hear in Hebrews 11:11, and by faith even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Really? Sarah living by faith? Is God being foolish or is he just flat out lying when he inspired the author to the Hebrews to write about these heroes of faith? This is the the heroes of faith section of the Bible, these hall of famers. But if Abraham and Sarah, who spoke with God and had their names written in the Bible, if they could fail, well, I know that I can and have failed. Abraham didn't fully trust the promise of God, and so often we fail to trust God's promise to provide for us, and instead we give in to needless worrying. Sarah scoffed at the promise of God, and so often we scoff at God's promise to do his will. We look around at a world that just seems to be falling apart And it just seems impossible that God could do his will here. When by faith is all about the individual, then yes, we're utter failures. But it's not about the person. It's not about the people. But it's about a faithful God. Remember what faith really is. This is the words from Ephesians chapter 2. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Faith is a gift. A gift that doesn't originate in us or our goodness, but something that comes from a God who loves and cares about us. We can be confident, regardless of earthly circumstances. That's what faith is, a trust in God, regardless of what life looks like. Remember, it's God who first comes to Abraham to make this call Abraham was living in Ur of the Chaldeans when God called him. It's God who first came to us to give us our call. It's God who comes to us through his holy word. It's God who strengthens us through his holy supper. It's God who has provided us the gift of holy baptism. Jesus talks about this in John 15. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Or Jesus might have said it another way. I chose you and appointed you so that you might live confidently by faith. Yes, we are failures. But we trust in a God who loves us. We trust in a God who kept his promise to Abraham some 2,000 years later at the coming of Jesus. Jesus always lived by faith, fulfilling the will of the Father, even when it meant physical torment. It was Jesus who never scoffed at the promises of God, even when it meant spiritual abandonment. Because if you look at the storybook of our lives, living apart from God, we see that we deserve nothing but death. But it was Jesus who gave up his life, dying in our place on the cross, carrying out 
the promise that God made to Abraham, the promise that he made to us. Jesus lived a completely faithful life. And through his death on the cross and resurrection, his faithfulness covers us. So now we get to live by faith. We get to be confident. But not confident in this life. You're probably never going to get into any kind of hall of fame. But even if you did, you're still going to have your failures and your weaknesses. But the hall of fame section of scripture, it was never about lifting up the individuals. It's about lifting up a faithful God. A God who kept his word and kept his promises. That's our confidence. How we live by faith in view of our loving God. The Apostle Paul talks about what it looks like to live confidently by faith, assured of an eternal dwelling, and yet still living here on earth. This is from Philippians 1. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to, be, to depart and to be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. We too desire to go home to be with God in our heavenly dwelling. And that's going to happen soon. But right now, we're here on earth. So how do we live by faith? How do we live with confidence? Do we have to be the father of a great nation of people? Do we have to get our names into some biblical hall of fame? No. It's simple. Live with a trust in God. That's what Jesus is talking about in our gospel lesson today. There's no need to worry. The circumstances of life, they don't always seem great, but God's in control. So go out and live where God has put you. Be the best father, mother, son, daughter, plumber, car salesman, whatever position in life that God has placed you, live with confidence. Some 35 years after the original capturing of the photo of the Afghan girl, we see the ending of the story. A few years after the picture was taken, some people went out to try and figure out the identity of this mysterious green-eyed icon. They found her after much searching. Her name is Shabbat Gula. They discovered her still living in Pakistan, and that's where she continued to live until late last year. She was caught by the Pakistani government for using a false identity card, something that millions of the refugees living in Pakistan need to do in order to survive. The Afghani government, they fought to get her brought back home. They wanted to take her back to her homeland. That's what they've done. They've provided her with a place to live, a $700 a month stipend covering her medical expenses. What seemed impossible some 35 years ago has now become the reality for the Afghan girl. She's returned to the land of her birth. We have confidence in God of a heavenly dwelling. And that confidence permeates throughout our entire walk of faith while we're here on earth. We're probably never going to get our names into a hall of fame. 
People are probably not going to write down our story and talk about it thousands of years later. But we get to live out the faith that we have. We get to be models for other people to look at, to witness how we have acted in faith. Brothers and sisters in Christ, be confident. Live out the faith that God has given you. Amen. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please stand as we join together to confess our faith according to the words of the Nicene Creed on page 13. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you are full of power and love, so we have nothing to worry about. Forgive our worry and strengthen us to lean on you in everything. As students and teachers begin new school years, as vicars travel to and from their vicar calls, as our lives constantly shift and change, help us look to you and lean on you. Lord, in your mercy. Dear Jesus, Lord of the church, this year you have blessed us with wonderful workers here to remind us of your presence and to help us share that truth in our community. Thank you. Thank you for Logan and Josh as our summer ministry assistants. Thank you especially for Vicar Bush and his faithfulness and friendliness, his dedication to and knowledge of the truth, and his passion for sharing it. Thank you for Hannah's willing spirit and happy heart and all the ways she has blessed us this year as well. We ask that you continue to bless them as they return to the seminary for Vicar's senior year. Give them safe travels and continue to fashion them into a powerful team for your work. Bless their ministry together. Lord, in your mercy. Dear great physician, be with all those who are about to have or just had surgery. Give healing and recovery. Be with all those who are sick and battling disease. Give peace of mind and heart. We ask that you be with today the family of Donna Hall, whom you called to her eternal home last night. Give them comfort, knowing she knew her Savior and is now removed from all pain for an eternity of joy. We also ask for you to watch over the family of Antoinette Pingle as they were evicted from their home. Help them to sort all of this out and keep them safe, sheltered in your care. 
In all of our struggles, help us trust in you. Use every challenge as an opportunity to strengthen our faith. Lord, in your mercy. Now hear us, Lord, as we bring you our private petitions. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. At this point, we get the opportunity to give our gifts of thanks and praise to God in the form of our offering. As the offering is gathered, please do fill in the friendship registers that are being handed down the aisle. As you put your information in there, it better allows us to do what God has called us together to do. Encourage one another on toward love and good deeds. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who promised that wherever two or three come together in his name, there he is with them to shepherd his flock until he comes again in glory. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. 